Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Christmas Eve. It is the 24th of December. Believe it. And the good news is, about today is that tomorrow everybody will see their families everyone's rushing on their way and it's like love is alive and well and may everybody find their families with good health and good mental health and that you enjoy this day because it's something that gives you a marker another yet tradition and marker in our lives today's show what do we want back from what we do wasn't the question I was asked, but it was the question that I asked of people in the self-love inner quest program. That program is designed exactly as Christ taught me over time. I, I, I broke it down into eight weeks because there were basic principles that I was taught or that I didn't even realize. It wasn't like Christ said, this is number one, and this is number two, and this is number three. I had to go back and really look at how I grew to today. And one of the first questions Christ asked me is, who would you be if everyone you knew didn't know you? Well, when you ask someone a question like that, at first I'm like, what do you mean? Who would I be if I how would I not know anybody? But the real truth on that was the influences in our lives. I was influenced by being in a Muslim community before the before the community even formed. I was just born in Chicago. I didn't speak English. My parents didn't speak English. My dad worked three jobs. My mom worked two. And we had a babysitter. And we did not understand her, nor did she understand us. But it worked. We were still only at two, three kids when we had the babysitter. I don't know how it worked prior to that. I don't remember. But I thought about those influences. We lived on the east side of Chicago. It was a mixed neighborhood of many different kinds of people. But the kind, different kinds of people in Chicago are like Polish, Lithuanian, Irish. Um, we had black, we had, um, we were there, Arabs, and we had Italians and Greeks. So it was a sprinkle of everybody, which is so befitting for the person I ended up becoming. However, I have that background. I lived in the inner city. We did move to the suburbs. The English words I knew were swear words, and no one could play with us. So I got that rejection, even though I didn't look at it as that yet. I didn't realize how bad we were or wild we were, but we came from a place where that was normal, survival of the fittest, even at that time. And then you go from that to quiet suburbs and you're trying to adjust. But who would I have been 
had I not had that? So then that question, for any year that I was alive on earth, I answered it differently because as far back as I could remember, I started to see the building blocks of my life. Like, oh, wow, that's what made me pay attention to this. That's what made me pay attention to that. Meeting this person made, and it showed me how we influence, we get influenced. It's not a good or bad. It's just a flat out observation. So in the course, I got this question from Frances, who's on week four, and she says, I'm nearing the end of week four, and the filter question is, what do I want back from this when we do something? Because obviously, we learned that somewhere. I'm also doing a course on getting my self-discipline back because I have a problem with procrastination. I'm wondering if applying that question to something I don't want will work. Now the question becomes, what do I want back from not doing this task? So I thought a lot of people ask this question, and let's give the question some time and love. And that's what I want to do today. Because what do I want back from not doing this task? Or what don't I want back? We know what not to do as much as we know what to do because what we've done has taught us that. A great example of that would be as simple as when I know what I'm going to get back for an action, no matter what it is I decide to do, there's three things I am looking for. I'm looking for truth or love or purity. Everything seems to go back to truth, love, and purity. These three pillars, right? If there are three pillars, these are the three pillars of our souls. Truth, love, and purity. So what do I want back from this? Is either I want the truth, I'm looking for the truth always. I want love or feeling loved or sharing love or giving love or all of it. And I keep wanting to reinstate my innocence over and over again in my lifetime. All of us do that. Those days we remember that we felt good about who we are, who we were. But let's think about that. So what do I want back from not doing this task? So there are things that I did. There's somebody who told me I hang on to things too long because my brain wants to figure it all out. And until it's completely been covered, every facet of it, that takes time. So I don't push myself real hard on I need an answer right now so that I can solve that. I just say, wow, this answer is way bigger than I expected. And it'll come to me. So when I take that pressure off, I allow my brain and my mind to accept what flows through it. But what do I want back from not doing a test? I say if something is negative, 
something is negative. I don't want that. So if I'm getting negative back from putting positive in, what does that tell me? It tells me that I'm not answering truth. I'm not answering love. And I am not answering purity. So when we are hardwired to truth, love, and purity, and one of those is injured, and I continue to rally back and forth with somebody who needs to fight something out, I don't want back the negativity. If what I'm going to do is going to eventually take me away from my own truth, love, and purity, I don't want to do that either because I fought too hard to understand those three things within myself. So if I know what I'm going to do is going to hurt me, why would I do it? Because I know a lot of people, myself included, at some point, different points in my life, where I wanted something that I was convinced was going to make my life better. If I just did this and this and this and run through this fire hoop and that fire hoop and please this person and whatever. After I had enough experience, of what I thought I wanted back, which was love, and I wanted it to be true, and I wanted to build a life around it, my purity, and I started seeing the results of my choices. Those same stimuluses that I used to be attracted to in this lifetime, I no longer see. I literally cannot see it. It's not even in my field of reality. What do I want back from not doing this task? Is that I want to keep my love growing, my truth growing. It's not easy. I had to have a conversation yesterday, a hard conversation, because I was helping someone, and I still am, very much, and I I achieved the objectives I wanted to achieve and that they wanted to achieve, so we were together on what we wanted to do. But after we did that, now we're on rinse and repeat. And was I helping or was I hurting now? How can I create a transition from helping to independence as opposed to helping and dependence? And I had to think about it. Well, what would work for me might not necessarily be what they want back or don't want back. But I had to trust, and, and, you know, for me, I have to go through 
ego trying to make me feel guilty and bad. But then I know now that that's my ego. And I know that truth or that, um, what is it, uh, controlled fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt are not from God. So I focused on the love. And there was one person in the mix who really angered me. Really angered me. Just made me flat out mad. And I know it's because they are mentally ill. But it did not negate. Yes, because I'm a human being. It did not negate the stain of the things they are capable of saying. So I realized that the help I was giving isolated this person. It was great in the beginning, but over time, that person, because they were being taken care of from the outside in, nobody was around this person, that I was actually now hurting this person. They were isolated. They didn't have interaction with family or friends. We had to go out looking for them. No emotional ties. And prior to this, there were. So what I wanted back from it in the beginning was everybody's mental or physical health. Now that that's up and running, this is the point of truth. What do I want back from not doing the task is I want the same things I wanted from doing the task, physical health, mental health, and growth. It was a hard decision for me to make because guilt wanted to come in and say, but I thought, no, they're not babies. They're not babies. And what we've done together as a unit was a huge growth, but I have to keep a pace because the the lack of order on one side and the lack of answers, we don't have some answers, will not come if we just keep throwing money at it. The only thing left that we can do now is to add ourselves to the mix. Even though we were, it's very easy to put off the hard stuff because we need the co-signing of the one that's mentally ill. And that person is not willing to do that. So instead of feeding the beast, we have to make sure that we bring this human being back to the family. And this is the only way to do it. Because what I didn't want back was to blow the work we've done to date. I've gotten so sensitive to toxic. Yesterday I got an inbox from someone who said, hey, you know what? Somebody put something questionable on the radio page. 
And I said, oh, wow, who was it? Because they could be hacked because there's a lot of hacked accounts out there. There's a lot of fake accounts, and sometimes we don't know. If they've been fake for a year or two and they have an inception of, like, let's say 2017, you say, oh, well, they've been around for two years. But since 2016, we had a ton of hacked accounts or duplicate accounts that aren't actually real accounts or run by the people whose picture is there. So if we catch it, we can get rid of it. So they're like, you know, oh, let's just watch this and whatever. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I went in, I pulled out the person, and I just took them out of the group. Not because I'm not giving people a chance, but if somebody's going to put that level of questionable, I don't even believe it's a real account. So what don't I want back? I don't want that behavior to continue, and I don't know who's running the account. So what do I want back from it is to have a page where people feel safe and loved truth, love, and purity. The biggest filter question any of us have is, am I helping my truth? Am I able to feel like I'm growing with love? Am I protecting and not protecting out of fear? Because a lot of times our innocence, that's the one that gets hit without us seeing it coming. We get hurt from a breakup. But when we went out, we never thought we were going to break up. But then that day comes and we get hurt. It's not the person's fault that it didn't work out, but we still get hurt because we have to go through separation. So some people, if you were to answer the question that Francis put out, what do I want back from not doing this task? Some people will say, I don't want to break up, so I'm not going to date. But let's say we have a problem with what she's talking about here. I'm also doing a course. I'm getting myself disciplined back because I have a problem with procrastination. I honestly don't know anyone. I'm trying to think anyone who doesn't procrastinate on one thing or another. I don't know anyone. There's things I literally don't like doing or I want to do them, but I feel like if I get into it, it's going to just gobble up too many days in a row and I didn't know if I would have them. Or I go into the one day file. One day I will sit and do this. So what don't you want back is you don't want to procrastinate. So how do you do that? So what don't you want back is that feeling like you're not succeeding. So one thing I've done that helps me with procrastination, and, and I have gotten better. This is the only thing that has worked, and I wish I found it earlier or found this realization earlier. Because I wanted back the feeling that I completed the things that I really don't like doing. I taught my kids, do what you have to do and then do what you want to do. 
But one day on certain scenes, especially getting back in emails back in the day, that was probably my worst offense ever to myself, was not getting back to people on time and still not feeling the time it took to get back to them. Because in my brain, one day was coming. And I was always waiting for that day when everything was okay for me to do that. And then I realized those days didn't come or they came so late that by the time I responded, I was apologizing for waiting two months, five months, in some cases a year. But I got overwhelmed by the, by the I want to say, you know, the accordion when it opens up the amount of emails. So what I did was I created the radio show to begin to answer some of the questions people asked. So it alleviated. I had to find another way because there was no physical time. And still with the few people I did interact with, I did that same thing. So what I started doing, and this is what worked, because I didn't want to feel like I was not helping myself. What I wanted back from it was a sense of completion. Because I was already okay with living without it, obviously, or I wouldn't have been procrastinating. But what happened? I started putting things on calendar, on my calendar, like this day, while I'm at work from 10 to 12 or 10 to 1, depending on how much email I had, I am only going to, I literally would put answer emails that became a point. I would put on calendar when I was going to do my bill. I would put on calendar going over my calendar. Those were the things that I was putting off that put off everything else. And what became of me as a result of not putting those things on calendar was they were not getting done. I just had to allot myself time because those were the things I thought didn't take time. But you know what they did? They took weight. They put weight on my shoulders that made me feel like I was chasing my tail all the time. My mentality was about putting out fires and whatever showed up during that day because I wasn't going to do what I had to do because that was the easy stuff, but it really wasn't. That was the stuff that was my plug. So what do I want back from not doing the task? What do you want back from not doing it? Sometimes we don't want to face the bigger things. And that's why we don't do the smaller things. I'm just going to say that one again. Sometimes it stops us from our own bigness to handle the bigger things, the, the mundane things that are the things that run our engines by not doing the stuff underneath it. So if what you don't want back by doing that task 
it's, it's a hard question to answer, isn't it? What do I want back from not doing this task? I want to not face the bigger things that I could be doing. And bigger isn't necessarily better. I don't want it to be confused with the stuff that isn't working. But, you know, when they say it's all in the small stuff, it's all in the small stuff. And sometimes we are not comfortable with feeling okay all the way. We're okay up to here, but when we're really taking care of ourselves and we're really on our game, then what? Well, that space that you get back, sometimes you don't want that feeling like, well, then what will I do with my time? I'm not used to having everything up to date. How will I handle that? But you will be shocked what's behind our building block story. That this would be the year at 55, let's say, that you learn to catch up with yourself. And all of a sudden, you found yourself doing these not bigger things in the sense like we think bigger is better, but gardening or learning to cook a certain way or joining a book club. All of a sudden, you're interacting with more people that have common interests. Life isn't all about fighting uphill. And procrastination keeps us in that place. I know I know that your question isn't about procrastination in itself, but there are certain things that need to be said about that word. Because all it is is a plug. If you think of procrastination as another P word, and you call it a plug, why am I plugging myself up here? Then you'll begin to understand the word, the action. And there are certain things I know I'm not procrastinating now. I used to think I was, but I realized I just don't like doing it. And right now, as I speak to you, there is something I don't like doing. I tried to do it. I wanted to do it. I filmed it, but I don't like it. I like radio better. I wanted to do podcasts where people see me. I'm sitting on a on a studio. We turned my room into a studio. We did the whole thing. But when I'm sitting there talking and people could see me, it just felt weird because I'm by myself in a room and I know I'm talking to a camera, but it was different than when people came and filmed me and I didn't have to deal with the camera and the this and the whole production part of it. And I know I'd probably get used to it like I did to radio. I wasn't comfortable doing radio, but I couldn't procrastinate it because it was like when I first started, it was at 3.30 in the afternoon. So I had to do it every day. So it forced me to get out. So I said, well, the same thing will happen to me with that. 
But then I realized I don't like it enough. Maybe it will grow on me. Maybe if I film myself and see myself, then it'll grow on me. But honestly, I love the freedom of radio. Because at first I thought, I'm, I'm, I kept telling them, I'll do, some, I'll do some episodes this week. I'll do this, I'll do that. And I, I actually never did them. Because I really didn't like it. So know the difference between what we procrastinate and what we like or don't like. Because what you don't, what you want back from not doing the task may be your answer. What I wanted back from not doing that task was I realized because of that task that I like anonymity and the freedom I have when I can just sit dressed with my workout clothes with my headphone on because when I'm talking to you guys, I feel like I'm talking to my best friend. And when people could see me and I have to dress up and I have to do this and I have to do that, it just takes away from my experience. So I don't know the answer to it yet. Working on it. It'll come to me. It may be the answer, but it's not the answer today. I'm okay with that. So accepting yourself along the way is huge. You guys, I have 20 seconds. I will see you tomorrow morning on Christmas. It's going to be a special Christ episode. I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.